Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. This is Dawn, and Dina is across the, halfway across the United States over Zoom. (laughs) I am. Here I am. Yeah, so we're, um, we're glad to be back with you with kind of a regular episode. I know that we've done some really fun sort of live things, and then hope you enjoyed the blooper reel, but we're going to be back with stories for the next, um, several episodes so um yeah just some housekeeping before we get going um we have all the social medias um i just shut elvis out of the room because he was driving me crazy already he um his his time is off you know because my cat sitter feeds him not when i do so we're still sort of Mm. trying to negotiate that so he was already like howling so he's gone um uh we're on all of the podcast platforms so wherever you find us please subscribe to us and give us five stars or however many whatever's they have and we release on the first and the 15th of the month and we have a website ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com we also have a patreon we always say please in the new year please consider becoming our patron because um we uh, this doing this and keeping the episodes up does cost us some money so and thank you so much for those people that already are our patrons we couldn't do it without you so uh Oh, so the drink. Okay, here's the deal. I told Dina this. Today was my first day back at my job after months and months and months of a sabbatical. So um, Dina's doing the drink. I mean, I'm going to tell you about the drink, but I'm not drinking it because I'm kind of trying to do dry January and... About nine o'clock last night, this weird rash showed up on my face and on my chest. And I'm, I don't know, I'm a little freaked out about it. I don't know what alcohol would do about that. But anyway, those are my excuses for not doing the drink. So, um, so let me get to it. Um, This drink is called the Telegraph Cocktail. And you will know why when Dina starts the story, but it's really momentarily. Yeah, in just a moment. Um, It is three quarters ounce of vodka and one and a half ounce of rum and ginger ale. So you put all you put the rum and vodka in a shaker with ice, shake well and strain into a highball glass filled almost to the top with ice. And you top off with ginger ale and stir gently. So, Dina, how is that? It's good. Um, I had I didn't want to go buy regular rum and I had Malibu so mine is Malibu vodka and ginger ale my ginger ale is a little flat too because no telling how long I've had that in my pantry (laughs) but it's really not bad I mean I I think you know Malibu and anything is good that's right (laughs) Malibu in like whatever could be yeah soup would be yeah 
It just tastes like, yeah, coconutty tropical goodness. So yeah. I was thinking um, when you were saying you went back on sabbatical. So I'm laid off for the season. Um, so Dawn and I have kind of switched places. That's <laughs> she is going to be working crazy and I am not. Except I am leaving in four days to go on a cruise. Oh my God, I'm super shut up. About that. My rash just got worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be drinking Malibu at 10 o'clock in the morning and not feeling guilty about it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know. that's great. Yeah, I, um, yes, I, I, I started school back today and am going right into rehearsal after Thursday. So anyway, it'll be a little crazy. I'm we're we're gonna try to get the episodes up on time, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so anyway. Yep. I'm free till mid-February, so okay. That's a bit that's you don't know, how weird, right? Because my play, um, the play that I'm directing is up mid-February. So we'll be kind of you know, going right back again, switching again, again switching yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, once Shepherd starts, it doesn't really stop. And I have decided that Christmas season is crazier than normal summer season, yeah. which I, I can't say that. I mean, I worked full time for Christmas season and I only worked full time for part of the, because I was still doing daycare. So I don't know, maybe I'll change my mind, but I know that I felt like I worked for two months straight. Yeah. And I know my husband felt like he worked for two months straight. Right. So it's just weird. It was a weird, weird Christmas season this year for sure. Well, I know that I, you know, I was really busy. Like everybody I saw today, because I posted a lot of what I did this over my sabbatical on Facebook. And they were like, man, you were so busy. You had such a great sabbatical. Yeah, I was, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't feel busy or I got some time off after I would go do a show, you know? So mm -hmm. anyway, this getting up and having to be somewhere every day is for the birds. So yeah, that's what yeah, I, think. I am enjoying um, getting up. So my, my schedule right now when Pace has school is I get up, I start Scooter's lunch. I take Pace to school I come back and finish Scooter's lunch and make him breakfast. And then I sit on the couch for an hour and drink coffee and do Duolingo. And then <laughs> I get up and do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awful. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. All well, right. Let's so get us. into this. Yeah. Dina, do, do your thing. All right, so we are back to our stories, and I know some of you probably missed these. Um, it was kind of nice to do some research again. I kind of missed that, which, boy, I never thought I'd say that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, mm -mm. So we are going to do our, actually, I mean, I don't have a mouse in my pocket. It's just me. Um, my story is about the old wire road, and I will give you a little background. So this topic actually started out as an on-site episode, and we may still, we may revisit that. Um, in past episodes, you'll remember me mentioning my friend and, and what, longtime listener? 
<laughs> Janet Collins, and she's a she's a manager at the Shepherd of the Hill. She manages the sweet shop, which I work part time there. And then she does the concession stand and has a couple of other little shops in Shepherd too. And she's a very good friend and she does enjoy listening to the show, which makes her, you know, a great person in my opinion mm-hmm. also. Yes. Um, but we have known each other since the mid 1990s when we both originally worked at the Shepherd of the Hills. Um, her child home, nope, childhood home, there we <laughs> go, near Stratford, Missouri, was built near the old wire road so close as a matter of fact that as a child she remembers the ruts of the road running in front of the porch like she remembers seeing the road run in front of her porch like it wasn't a road that was still used but you could still see the ruts and she also said that you could still see um like mounds and her father had told her that they were teepee mounds like that's where the teepees were set up Oh, wow. So we'll talk about that more later. Like her dad found arrowheads. Um, Just, I really do want to go out there sometime. But anyway. um, So over the course of our conversations, we, we of course turned this to hauntings and such. And because we are who we are. Um, But, and I will get back to that. She does have some stories for us. Um, and I hope, uh, I didn't tell very many of them because I really hope to get out there this summer and let her tell them. And her sister actually still lives in that home. So I hope that she is able to tell because she's got her own stories too. Um, however, there is a great history involved with that roadway. And I decided that the background should be told regardless of an on-site episode. So here's here's a little history. The old wire road was an integral part of westward expansion. It began began in Missouri and it ran from St. Louis to Springfield through Rolla and then southwest through Cassville to Fort Smith, Arkansas. It dipped south to avoid the Rockies and it ultimately ended in California. Early Missourians used the trails that became the old wire road to travel through the Ozarks. Originally, it was created by the Osage Indians following large game trails across the Ozarks Plateau. These trails would eventually lead non-Indigenous people, such as Spanish explorers, French traders, and trappers, and European-American settlers from Kentucky and Tennessee to the Ozarks region. The trails also allowed these newcomers to extract and exploit the area's many natural resources. However, the trails were not necessarily stable, and only those on horseback could easily use them. With the onset of wagon travel through Missouri, better and more stable roads were required. So the state government, Missouri, the state of Missouri government, finally consolidated multiple trails into an official road in 1836, part of which is now the Old Wire Road. The Old Wire Road also played a part in the forced removal of the Cherokee Nation from their ancestral lands in 1838. The Cherokee people were forced westward along a route now known as the Trail of Tears. The Cherokee entered Missouri near Cape Girardeau and traveled overland through Farmington and Potosi, eventually meeting up with the Old Wire Road in Rolla. I think it is important to note that at least one-fourth of the Cherokee Nation died as a result of that forced migration. Yeah. So my, I'm going to sidebar a little bit. Um, 
our grandmother on our mother's side was from Oklahoma. Um, and we would go on uh, trips, road trips to Tahlequah for um, family reunions. And it was Memorial Day weekend, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I, that is my memory of the Trail of Tears is we stayed at the Salagi, right? Yeah. Um, and doesn't that mean Trail of Tears? It does. What does it mean? It means okay, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we would say stay at the Salagi and um grandma her her mother was how how much Indian was her mother? Not, Not as much as we thought she was. Well, we don't know. Her <laughs> mom's no. Her sister lived on the reservation. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that happened, but then I did 23 and me and uh, it said that I was only 4% and we thought mm-hmm. we were way more than that. But I also, but I was also told that we should all do it because we all might have different genetic buildup. Did you know that? Yeah. And the end that even uh, it changes. I've heard, I've, I've heard people will come back to it and say that they're, their percentages of things are different. Um, yeah. So, so one of my first trip, can yeah, I go ahead? History. So, if you all don't know, um, the Trail of Tears actually starts in North Carolina, and there is a modern, I mean, a current contemporary Indian reservation in Cherokee, North Carolina. And if you all remember Pam, who um, was with us in all of season one and two um, from Arkansas. She actually worked for years and years and years at Unto These Hills, which was an outdoor drama in Cherokee, North Carolina, that talked about the start of the Trail of Tears. Well, there used to be an outdoor drama in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, called Sala Gee, and it has since closed. And the last time I visited, the theater was just falling down, but there used to be I think, well, maybe there still is like an Indian village that you can visit. Did you ever do that, mm-hmm. Dana? I, yes. The very last time we went, Parker was probably, like he was a toddler. He was probably two. We went to the Indian village then. So that would have been in 2005-ish. Was yeah, the last well, time we went. I was going to say, I... I can't even tell you when I went somewhere around that time. And yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a horrible thing. I mean, you know, okay. And so that's, I just wanted to add where it started. And, and um, I was also going to add one of my first memories is Deirdre and I were in the pool at the Sala. I think it was the Sala Gi, wasn't it? We were in the no, pool I think somewhere. It was called the Sala Gi Motel or the Sala Gi Inn. Yeah something like that yeah yeah and um it, would they mom and dad had let us go swimming right before we had to go to the big family reunion right <laughs> and um dinner was supposed to be watching me and I probably wasn't making it easy on her and um I got too far away from the edge and I started to drown and uh all I remember is my mom <laughs> jumping in the pool in her dress which oh. I then and I was little. I was probably what four, five. Yes. I mean, I was little. Um, and I remember for years, anytime she would wear that dress, I'd call it her swimming dress, and she did not think it was funny. <laughs> but I thought it was yeah. hilarious. 
Who did I save? I saved you or Deidre one time in a swimming pool. I don't know. It was mom. Mom saved me and Grandpa Jones jumped the fence. And if you know my Grandpa Jones, our Grandpa Jones, that was probably a sight to see. I, <laughs> I don't remember that. But my mom, but our mom, um, she tells the story that he he jumped the fence. Now, I saved Riley in the pool at Grandma and Grandpa's condo. Oh. She flipped over backwards and I, I grabbed her up. Yeah, well, so thank God we're all around to save each other from swimming catastrophes. I guess <laughs> in pools, all the time we spent in creeks, not an issue. Yeah, right. pools are bad for us, evidently. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's. I'm gonna reel it in and go back to my story. Here we hey, go. Are you at some? At 18, are you at some point going to explain what the wire of Wire Road is? Well, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was confused. I am. That. Okay. I'll shut up. Okay. Go. All righty. In 1857, John Butterfield's Overland Mail Company was awarded a federal contract to provide transportation of the mail from St. Louis, Missouri to San Francisco, California. Butterfield Overland Mail, officially the Overland Mail Company, was a stagecoach service in the United States operating from 1858 to 1861. It carried passengers and U.S. mail from two eastern termini, Memphis, Tennessee, and St. Louis, Missouri, and traveled to San Francisco, California. That's a big, long way in 1858. Uh, the routes from each eastern terminus met at Fort Smith, Arkansas, and then continued through Indian Territory, which was Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Mexico, and California. And like I said, it ended in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. On March 3rd, 1857, Congress authorized the U.S. Postmaster General, at that, who at that time was Aaron Brown, to contract for delivery of the U.S. mail from St. Louis to San Francisco. The route that the Butterfield uh, Overland Mail Company developed and operated covered over 2,700 miles and used stagecoaches to move both mail and passengers starting in 1858 and, like I said, ending in 1861 at the start of the Civil War. The Missouri portion of the route began in St. Louis, traveled west to Tipton, Missouri by railroad, and then by road south to Springfield and Fort Smith, Arkansas, and then west to California. Here we go. When the first telegraph line in Missouri was built in 1859, it utilized the same route. The road soon became known locally as the Old Wire Road because of the telegraph wires that were strung parallel to it. When construction began on the Central Division of the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad, it followed the corridor of the Wire Road from St. Louis to Springfield. The start of the Civil War disrupted the expansion of the railroad, and the Wire Road became very important. During the war, the old wire road was crucial to Union communication, troops, and supply routes between Jefferson Barracks in St. Louis and Fort Smith in Arkansas. Several pivotal battles were fought along the wire road, including Wilson's Creek, which we have talked about Wilson Creek's battlefield, near Springfield in 1861, the Battle of Pea Ridge, and the Battle of Prairie Grove in northwest Arkansas in 1862 and the Battle of Springfield in 1863. In the aftermath of each battle, the sick and wounded were transported up the wire road to the general hospitals in Springfield and St. Louis. 
So if you've listened to us in the past, you know from previous episodes that when there was a heavily traveled path, there were bushwhackers. So Mm -hmm. if you don't remember this, I'll just remind you, bushwhackers were Missourians who fled to the rugged back country and forests to live in hiding and to resist the Union occupation of the border counties. They were notorious for attacking travelers for money and supplies along travel routes. This being such a major travel route, sorry, this being such a major trade route, it was very enticing for those using their patriotic duty as a cover for their greed. That sounds familiar. Yeah. We know that any type of travel was dangerous during this time, whether it be passengers or mail. So what did it cost? What were details in traveling or sending parcels down the old wire road? Well, in my extensive research, (laughs) insert eye roll right there. (laughs) I did. I did do some, though. It's not from Wikipedia. You will be proud of me. I found this information and I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So the Butterfield Mail Route and Passenger Line ran 2,757 miles. And that began in St. Louis and ran all the way to California. Now, the actual wire road began in, in Tipton, Missouri. So you had to take a train from St. Louis to Tipton, and then you got on the stagecoach from Tipton to California. The journey time was 22 to 25 days. So a month, it took a month. The wag- wagons or coaches ran 24 hours a day. They stopped for horse changes and sometimes wagon or coach changes or repair. And there were two stops daily for meals. It cost $200 for westward travel and $100 for eastward travel. You had a 25 to 40 pound weight limit for luggage. And the Concord coach carried six to nine passengers and it was pulled by six horses. Also, mail cost 10 cents per envelope. So the website I learned all that from also had a list of the coach stops, like the different stops um, Mm -hmm. and the towns. um, And I I added that to the extras page because it was was a long list of it. Okay. Um, You know, back to the whackers, right? That... They were more, they were a little north of where we're from. And, you know, Dina at Cotty, right, Nevada, there's the Bushwhacker Museum and the Bushwhacker. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. Just pointing that out. Yeah. Um, there's also a wire road conservation area in Stone County, which offers trails for hikers, bicyclists, and horseback riders. It is located north of Crane off of Roundhouse Road. Which just goes to show you that no matter how long you've lived here, you learn something new every day. Because yeah. I didn't know that was there. No. And um, it's just, this area is rich with history. You're never, we're never, we're never going to run out of topics. So don't you worry. We're <laughs> here for a while. Oh, we'll no. find something to talk about <laughs> and pretend, pretend like we know all about it. Exactly. So while I was trying to figure out how long the road was actually used, I discovered that really parts are still used today. Um, It's not continuous. Like it's not, you can't drive on the old wire road from Tipton, Missouri to Springfield, Missouri. You can't do that anymore. Um, But there are still some parts of it that are still used. So I-44 is actually part of the old wire road, as was its predecessor, route 66 and so um there was a whole story about 
which pulls you into the ghost towns and the towns that when Route 66 was, um, when I-44 was built and bypassed Route 66, how it killed all those little ghost towns. So that's kind of all in there to the old wire road too. That's all, all kind of related. Um, so uh, most places that the road ran through, they still have a wire road or a telegraph road, and including St. Louis and Fayetteville. Both of those places have, I think St. Louis has a telegraph road and Fayetteville has a wire road. Okay. Um, and if you're wondering, I'm almost done. If you're wondering why Janet and I were even talking about the old wire road, well, it's because her childhood home is haunted. She says uh, that she still will not stay there alone. Um, in fact, she said she really doesn't feel comfortable staying there when there's other people there. I know she told a story of um, after both her parents had passed, I guess all the siblings uh, spent the night there when they were trying to clear out this, the their belongings and everything, go mm -hmm. through stuff. And all but one sibling slept in the living room together because they're all a little afraid of it really so yeah um so she told me the story of uh and this is before that night she was staying the night with her fa her father and it was really soon after her mother's passing and she had made a bed on the living room couch and said she had buried her head in the covers but then she started hearing noises in mm. the living room with her and it started oh. She decided it was a creaking. She started creaking from across the room. So instead of looking to see what it was, she just squeezed her eyes and burrowed deeper into the covers. And she hoped that it was just going to go away. But of course, it did not. It continued. And she finally opened her eyes. And the living room rocker was rocking back and <gasps> oh forth. Oh, my God. The room. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully during um, warmer weather, we're going to be able to go to that home and conduct an on-site visit. And she, like I said, she'll, she has more stories from it. Um, her sister and her niece both still live there. Um, I also just want to go look. She said you can still see the mounds. I kind of want to just go walk the land. And I would actually rather do that when it's warm because I'm a big baby and I hate the cold. So I'm kind of, um, kind of excited about that um she, i talked to her she sent me a picture of the house um her her mom and dad built that house oh, so cool. um i will i'll add that um picture okay to i'm the, gonna interject and, i i don't yep. understand people that bury you know what i mean you see people like put the sheet over their head and close their eyes i'm not sure that i i just I, I would probably spring up and out of the room, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, out of sight, out of mind. If you can't see it happening, it's not really happening. I don't know. Maybe then they grab you under the sheet or something. I don't know. I don't then know. I want to say something I, else. I, Go ahead. Uh -uh. What? Uh -uh. Oh, me? Go ahead. Whatever you want. Yeah. So the, you said mounds, right? Okay. This is sort of a real tangent, but I will tell you that, um, in uh, the person I was married to comes from a family with a lot of land in East Tennessee. And one time we were on the river um, camping out and we had horses with us. And the 
field with the big Indian mound is in it is not on their property, but you but just a, a barbed wire fence separates it. And so it was a full moon and we went riding one night and the horses would not go near that thing. Mm. Which, I mean, they would like squeal and try and rear and all that stuff. And so, yeah, yeah I don't, yes, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we want to go during well, the day. <laughs> well, I think we want to go to through the early evening at least. Okay. I think we, because I want to look around, but I think we're not going to get, you know, more activity happens at night. That's just the way it is. I know. And I'm that was a great segue into it. I, it's no surprise that, uh, that that portion, any portion of that property would have some spirit activity. The tragedy of the Trail of Tears, the Civil War soldiers being transported. In fact, um, the Old Wire Road, the Ray family, the, the Ray family house, the Ray house on Wilson's Battle Creek, um, or Wilson, Wilson's Creek Battleground. There's the Ray house. He was the postmaster. The Old Wire Road Wait. runs in front of it too. Is there, did you find a map of, of it? I did. Oh, yes, okay. I have a map of it. Um, not, that I have, I think I have one of just the Missouri one. And then I have another one that shows the route all the way through to California. Okay, great. That'll be on the website. But, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but between the Trail of Tears and the Civil War soldiers being transported uh, and the Bushwhackers, because they were not great people. No. Um, and not just the, I mean, they would lay in wait for the stagecoach passengers, but even the mail. I mean, they would steal the the parcels. So I, I feel like all of those things have probably soaked their energy into that property. Yeah. And I would be support surprised um, if it wasn't haunted. <laughs> but so she doesn't think that it's her family members. She thinks that it's um, their spirits from like before the house was even there yeah that makes sense <clears throat> which make like yeah which makes sense because especially saying that she um there you know there were indian you could see the i i want to say that she said something about there were rocks maybe in patterns that maybe depicted i'm totally using my hands like you can all see me okay but <laughs> and i know you can't <laughs> But uh, that like our TP patterns, so it was like the building blocks of the. And I may just be making that up, but I want to say that she said that. Huh. But anyway, so that's that's the old wire road. Um, I thought that was I had I'd never heard of it until Me she either. said something about it. And so. and especially I've done a so a lot of reading about the Trail of Tears. I can't believe I haven't heard of it either. Mm -hmm. I knew that Route 66 was part of the, you know, the Trail of Tears went, you know, through there. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Oh. That was good. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited to go on to the property, but that's, that will be, uh, uh to be continued. Exactly. Um, Sometime this hopefully, summer. Hopefully. When it's 70 degrees outside and not 30. 12 or whatever yeah or yeah. perhaps not 90 either yeah 
somewhere in between 30 and 90 would be great on the higher end but still not 90 <laughs> yeah well good good job that was thanks yeah thanks well you guys thanks for listening yeah again uh visit us on all the social medias we would love to hear from you if you have um any suggestions for stories that you would like us to do um because there are a lot of things we don't know about i mean we've had people mm -hmm. write in to us on facebook and instagram and all of that and suggest places and we've got those um we've got them on the list so um yeah please do that um uh don't forget to go to our website because we'll put up maps and all that kind of stuff from this episode we release on the first and 15th go become our patron and i think that's it so goodbye bye and remember if you liked it tell all your friends but if you didn't keep, keep your, your big, big mouth, mouth shut, shut.